Welcome to another Club Insights podcast. Now, today we're discussing will the future of dating be digital or physical? And I'm delighted to say that I'm seated opposite Claudia Neumeister, the founder and CEO of Lux Dates, a serious and discreet introduction agency for singles in Luxembourg and the Grand Région. Claudia, good afternoon. Hi, Jim. Now, the way people date has changed beyond recognition in just a few years. Of course, writing letters, publishing profiles in the classified section and accidentally meeting in bars all seem very distant when you consider that right now there are 11 million paid subscribers of Match.com. Of course, many people are swiping using the Tinder app and Bumble, where women make the first move. But Claudia, from your experience, what do singles really want? In my experience, singles really want to find somebody that they can share memories and experiences with. So if I go through the singles who use my services and uh, look at the, the common denominator that they all have, it's, it's sharing. And um, that is, seems to be part of the, uh, of the problem, finding somebody that they can share. I mean, I get that because there are some experiences which just feel better shared, you know, everything from looking at a beautiful view, enjoying a delicious meal. Yeah. There is something nice about just fundamentally doing that with someone else. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what you're talking about, really? Absolutely. It's um, wh- whether it's uh, going on holidays or simply uh, looking out the window and, and seeing, look at the look at the sky, how beautiful that is. It's that kind of sharing that's uh, lacking in people's lives. Now, Why do we have a problem anyway? I mean, why do you think that singles struggle to meet other singles in today's culture? Well, I identified six reasons. Um, The first one is uh, the fear of losing face. Luxembourg is a very professional city. People come here for work and uh, they're, they're keen to keep a certain persona. And that uh, persona stops them from from showing a weaker, more vulnerable side. I I understand that. I mean, it's not quite suit and boot culture, but for sure there's this business fear about, oh gosh, I don't want people to really see me. Yeah, exactly. And um, when people date or when when they meet, usually they talk about work. It's one of the worst subjects (laughs) you can talk about when you you date somebody. But that's what's happening a lot uh, when when people meet face to face. Do women do that like men? I mean, I know men talk about work the whole time. Do you think women are just as bad? Yes, I think so, <laughs> unfortunately. And it's a, it's a, it's a topic that we, we all have in common and that's uh, easy to talk about, but it's really not the best uh, topic to talk about during a date because I've had cases where the HR director then interviewed the CFO. <laughs> that's not how it should be. <laughs> Romantic. <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> the second reason um, is that we live in an Instagram culture. We're used to seeing perfection. And um, if we look at uh, social media channels, everything seems to be perfect and we only publish the beautiful moments that we have in, in life, in our lives and uh, keep the, the bad moments to ourselves. So are you guilty of ever adding a filter to one of your Instagram pictures? <laughs> um, I don't really use Instagram because I'm, I'm not in that. I, I don't really subscribe to that beautiful culture. So, no, I don't. What you see on my personal Instagram uh, is, is unfiltered. But on the professional Instagram account, of course, there's somebody looking after the pictures. I use a bit of soft focus from time to time to Do hide you? my wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> 
but um, when, when people meet face to face, of course, there is imperfection. There's bound to be imperfection. And uh, that is also one of the reasons why people find it difficult to, to connect. Um, the third reason is communication. The art of holding a conversation back and forth like a, like a nice, friendly ping pong match. Uh, it's not happening. Um, I hear a lot about monologuing. I hear a lot about posing, also having to do with, um, you know, trying uphold. Trying and ma uphold. mansplaining. Mansplaining, women'splaining as well. But um, so here's a, here's a tip for all the male listeners out there. Ask the woman a question and listen and ask again. So one of the main complaints I get from women after a date is that he didn't ask me a single question. He was only talking about himself. He doesn't really care who I am. And when I then talk to the men, they say, well, I was really afraid of being intrusive. And uh, so, dear men, just simply ask what you're, what you're interested in. Right. So, so far we've had fear of vulnerability, yep. Instagram culture, and not enough questions by yep. people in their conversations. Yep. Got it. What's number four? Um, number four is that um, circles. So once we reach a certain age and we reach a certain stage in, in our lives, we have uh, friends who are married and they only have married friends. And then suddenly as a single person, we only meet married people, which is not really what, what we want. So the circles harden a little bit. Um, people tend to, tend to stay within the area that, that they know, and uh, it's uh, difficult for them to meet new people outside of, uh, outside of their circle that they're used to. Then there is a very interesting phenomenon, number five. It's called the paradox of choice. Ooh, sounds interesting. Yeah, so... There was a very interesting psychological experiment and they uh, put people in a supermarket and gave them the choice of uh, 24 jams. So they could pick any, any of the 24 jams. It turned out that people really liked the experience, having all that, that choice, but only very few people ended up actually making, um, uh, buying, a bar, uh, uh, buying a jar of marmalade. So... Then they repeated the experiment, but they reduced the choice to only six. And even though um, people thought, okay, the, the choice was a little bit limited, a higher number ended up buying a jar of marmalade. So what does that mean? Um, internet dating suggests to us that there is a plethora of possible wonderful partners out there who are just waiting to be found. And that is simply not the truth. Um, it's... It seems that the more choice we have, the more difficulty we have making a choice or making a selection and, and committing. I find that really interesting. So you were saying that we sort of misunderstand what the internet is offering. We're yeah. sort of freaked out by this choice. Yeah. In actual fact, the choice is not real and yeah. the choice stops us from making a, a decision. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. And I know people who have been in uh, internet dating La La Land uh, for... A number of years and there there seems to be this uh, illusion that the next best thing is just around the corner and there's just somebody out there waiting for me or they're in fantasy relationships where they think they are with somebody who in fact they have never met but just exchanged a couple of messages with so um, that can be 
um, a little bit counterproductive. I also just can't be bothered with all the texting. To oh be my honest. god, the texting! Who does that? I don't know. <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> but some people clearly enjoy it because so many people are doing it. Yeah, and it, there's um, it. It's like being in a relationship, uh, the quasi relationship, without all the, uh, the, the, the cumbersome stuff, like uh, having to care for somebody or dealing with somebody's insecurities or, or mistakes. Um, but it's, it's not real. Fantastic. So that was number five. Number five. And number six is the, um, the difference between self-perception and the perception of others. So it simply means that um, what I think may be good for me may not actually really be good for me. Um, I meet a lot of women who um, who are still dreaming of uh, being Cinderella and finding the prince on the white horse who kisses them awake and and uh, takes care of them forever after. That is simply not not the reality. And uh, the, the the man they are looking for may not be for looking for a woman like them, and vice versa. So. Um, there is a need for a little bit of a reality check. What actually, what actually works? Who, who am I, or who, how do I come across, and who could actually be a good partner for me? Gosh, intriguing. Yeah. There's such a lot to this, isn't there? <laughs> it's very complex. <laughs> Absolutely mind-boggling. Now, I, I know that uh, you've been running this business for some time, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, four years, just over four years. Um, and your business model is a subscription model. People yep. sign up for a year. Yep. And, and what do they get for a, subs a they, subscription? They um, um, get uh, my my work, so my, my selection. I commit to giving them three selected introductions, a minimum of three selected uh, introductions. Um, I work with them on the feedback they give and also the feedback they receive. I coach them a little bit. I, I um, work with them on, on, uh, on, on self-perception and also on things that are holding them back. There's, there's a lot of uh, negative self-talk that uh, singles or people in general, but singles in particular, tend to engage in their, their narratives that they have about their mind. And, and I work with them on changing this a little bit and also encourage them to be more open and uh, make contact with people. But I imagine the uh, the weakness of your business is that if people do get yep. into partnerships, then they, they don't <laughs> so need your services anymore, no, do they? No, they're gone. <laughs> so you have to keep finding new singles. I do, yeah. I do uh, have to find new singles. And uh, I do video adverts where I uh, talk to the community about the, the singles that I have. And uh, then people simply find me and book me. Now... Even before lockdown, digital services were growing. and We, we made reference to Match.com and Bumble yeah. and even Grindr, for example. Yeah. <laughs> um, but are you on principle uh, a fan of digital dating or do you think is it actually disrupting your business too much? Not at all. I'm not a, I'm not, not a fan of digital dating. I've, in fact, I have done digital dating myself. So Goodness I have a how, long... How, how did you get on? I'm intrigued. <laughs> uh, I kissed a lot of frogs. <laughs> but uh, what I what I liked about it once I once I cracked it and once I, I understood how to use the medium uh, was that I met a lot of really nice people out there and uh, I, I, I would meet with a, um, a prospective or with a man and think, well, he's not for me, but he's certainly a nice person and I'm sure he's he's good for for somebody else. So once um, I. 
um, decided not to let it get to me and not to, to, to take a rejection personally. It was a lot of fun. I think um, there are some um, dangerous dangers to digital dating. Certainly one is the, um, uh, the, the realness. Is the person that you're exchanging lots of messages with, is that a real person? Does he or she, uh, is he or she really who they say they are? Um, another danger is that um, the, the conversations happen online and simply because it's online, uh, it makes the whole contact a little bit more anti-human because you're communicating via a computer or, or a smartphone. Um, and um, I also mentioned that there, there is this quasi-fantasy uh, uh, relationship, so... People think, People think they've they, got something when actually it's, yeah. it's, it's nothing. But in general, I think it's definitely worth doing it. It should be one element of a dating strategy. So if somebody is serious about looking for a partner, they should do online dating. They should ask all their friends and, and, and work colleagues. They should be open to meeting somebody at the supermarket, at the bus stop, wherever. They should be open to... Um, doing things they haven't done before, trying a new hobby, um, maybe even hire a matchmaker like myself, but uh, it should certainly be a multi-layered strategy. Does Luxembourg have an issue here with demographics? Because um, I know in my own experience that when I meet some ladies, for example, perhaps they are divorced already and they're going entering the market again, Yeah, they find it very hard to find... Uh, men who they feel is are on a similar sort of wavelength to to who they are. Um, I wouldn't say it's 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 about the uh, demographics. It's about what people want from life, and uh, I, f I find women in general a little bit more courageous and trying out new things. So. For me, it's it's easier to persuade a woman to uh, try a boxing lesson or go to a, a rugby class uh, than uh, persuading a man to go to a yoga class or, or a dancing lesson. They think I'm nuts, but in fact, that is where all the women, <laughs> where all the beautiful women are. Um, it's so when when women talk about the difficulty of of meeting somebody there on on a wavelength with, and uh, it's because a lot of men are in different stages of, of their lives. So it's more about uh, life stages rather than demographics. When people sign up to your service, do you, do you insist that they really are single? Absolutely, yes. They because have to be single. Some people, obviously, you know, they're, they're in a relationship. It's dysfunctional. Yeah. They'd like to start again, yeah. but they've not got divorced yeah, yet. I don't. Um, well, there, there's a difference between um, being... Um, uh, being separated and being divorced. So if somebody is separated and the divorce is simply not signed yet, there is no reason for me to not take them on. But if somebody is in a relationship, um, then I don't take them on as a client. And uh, it, it's no use to to uh, try and do that. I'm, I'm, I'm too expensive for that. Now, let's talk about the difference in approach to dating between men and women. What differences have you observed? I find that women um, have more, uh, 
women are more socially connected. They usually have girlfriends that they can talk to, that they go out with, and which is, by the way, ladies, it's a bit of a problem. If you go out with your girlfriends, uh, a man will find it very difficult to approach you. So my advice to women here, if you go out, also go out by yourself and you increase the chances of, of meeting somebody. But women are more socially connected and, and they have their, their best friends that they can talk to. And men don't really have that. The men that are that are single, maybe they, they have a buddy, but they don't really talk about love problems. Uh, so men don't have that social support. And uh, as I said, women seem to be a little bit more uh, more courageous, trying out different things, uh, break, trying to break out of the uh, of the circle that that they have than uh, than men. I mean, I would say that. All of us, to a certain extent, are creatures of habit. Yeah. Um, you know, men have got a way of just of being uh, um, their MO of socializing. Yeah. Um, and is it possible that we, are, we get really stuck in our habits so much that that's one of the limiting factors? Absolutely. And that's uh, Albert Einstein's um, definition of madness. If you always do the same thing and expect uh, different results, then something can't be right. So... If you, if you feel that you're stuck uh, and uh, you're, you're not meeting the right person or you're not meeting new people, do something different and um, break, break your habit. Now, one of the big differences is that society's view of male and female roles has also drastically changed. Yeah. Do you think has this had a big bearing on dating? Yeah, we live in a confused world, in a, in a confused society. I mean, should I open a door for you when you leave or is that patronizing? <laughs> to me, no. It, I, I, find it, I find it very nice and I find, find it uh, chivalrous and I appreciate the gesture. Um, but what you, just, uh, what you just said highlights how afraid men are to... Um, show chivalrous gestures it could be that uh, the woman in question bangs him with with a handbag or or, or whatever um, so women have become more independent um, sexually financially um, professionally in in all ways of life and men don't really know how to handle that whereas at the same time men have become more aware of their of their feelings of their of their weaknesses Yet they they don't know how to live their their these their, their persona with in, in a society that expects them to be tough and and cool. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> um, now, once again, coming back to the Grand Duchy, um, what about for people who, for example, are in an older age group? Let's say they are terribly old and over fifty. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it doesn't apply to anybody in this room. No, obviously not. <laughs> um, but for that demographic, the concept, the actual concept yeah. of dating can seem quite daunting. Yeah. Uh, how do you prepare those sort of clients? Well, first of all, I, I totally acknowledge that it's that it's difficult for, for them. And they may have been out of the dating game for quite a while. And uh, if, if we see how... Um, how, how everything has changed in the last couple of years. People are afraid that there are rules out there that they haven't heard of. I can assure you there aren't. The rules um, are the same or they, they didn't exist in, in the first place. Um, so I coach people 
um, <clears throat> to help them with with their first date. I, I do uh, sessions with them on on body posture, on on, on conversation, on uh, what to what to say, what not to say. I help them with with their outfit if they if they want to. Um, I even introduce them in person to to make the whole experience a little bit easier. So I do everything I can to um, to help them a little bit and finding finding their feet in this new daunting, dangerous dating market. Well, fantastic. I'm sure there are lots of people who need your services. <laughs> uh, Claudia, it's been lovely chatting about dating. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Jim. That was Claudia Neumeister, the CEO of Lux Dates. Thank you for joining us at today's Club Insights podcast. If you like this, you can tune into future podcasts wherever you find them at Spotify, Apple Music, or also at paperjam.lu. And if you'd like to join the Paper Jam and Delano Business Club, simply send an email to club at paperjam.lu.